Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. your face says it all I mean I would just encourage you to not try or maybe to try if you're feeling super adventurous and you want a taste in your mouth that you will have one time and then never again because you're never going to do it yeah that's harmless fun yeah (laughs) you know everyone wants to like lick that weird thing one time or you know do the do the you're burying the lead because your face is disgusting it's so gross okay so I just had a handful of Trader Joe's chili lime cashews, and then I immediately unwrapped a Lifesavers candy cane. I don't even know what flavor this is. It's red. What is that? Strawberry? Cherry? Yeah. One of the greats. Yeah. It's uh, it's like reverse pop rocks. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> it's like ass rocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's they like, just fart in your mouth. They taste like a fart in your mouth instead of pop. It's so weird because it should be good because I love Lifesavers and I love chili lime cashews, but the two uh, do not go together. Wow. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> kind of like the uh, when you were telling me about how you wanted to make Dr. Pepper deviled eggs. Right. And I was like, that doesn't sound good at all. Well, I'm going to take a page from you and try something new <laughs> when I do that. Whatever. You're the one who has has like... Who, whose flavor profile blew up this week. Oh, are you I, still mad? Yeah, of you course mad? I'm fucking mad. <laughs> Why you, yo, dog, you mad? I have been monitoring my Twitter all week. It is my most liked tweet ever. Congratulations. Got, I haven't cracked 100 yet, but anyone listening, please go and give this tweet a like because I made a joke that you fucking hated. Hated it. Still hate it. Hate it even more now. Yeah. It's my most hated thing. Your most hated thing ever is something that I tweeted this week. That's doing great because it's a good idea. <laughs> Crabs in a bucket, baby. I fucking, I was like, I want to make weed infused marinara and sell it as marinara wana. And you're laughing now. I, I just think it's great. <laughs> I'm sure someone else has had this idea. Maybe it even exists in the world. I'm going to say I came up with it. Damn right. I'm going to, I'm going to get an investor and I'm going to market it as a line of pasta sauce for people who love weed. That's such a good idea. Marinara wana. <laughs> Put it on your meatballs. <laughs> Gabriel said he would be on the label. I know. Yeah. And he's the, he's, you know, he's the truth. He endorsed it. Yeah. Can you see him with his, his, is he, uh, he's flexing his arm with a Long Island tattoo yeah. on it? With like holding a meatball sub dripping with marinara wana sauce. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I can see this. I think it's a fucking great idea. I would love an investor to, you know, come along and be like, well, yo, we'll invest. What, what do I need? 500,000? It's just not even a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. You combined so two mad. words into one word yeah. and called that a joke. That's not a joke. That's just a word combination. Well, dads around the world would disagree with you. They think it is great comedy uh, to combine two words into one thing that is then very funny. It's not funny. <laughs> According to your joke math, it's not funny. <laughs> It's, I disagree. Everyone's disagreeing. <laughs> That's the problem. You know what it is? It's inoffensive. It's, it doesn't hurt anyone, and it's fun. Oh, and it's a good idea. <laughs> and it's a good idea. And it's a good idea, because pasta sauce is so fun to make. You really can't screw up pasta sauce. You can just make it more delicious. Yeah. I think, like, also, having cooked recently, I made those blondies, those apple cinnamon blondies with that oh, the oh, rosin capsules. Oh, yeah, with... um. 
before you bury another lead, oh. you, you cooked them with the uh, with Dave Chappelle's private chef. Chef Nikki Stewart, she's fucking amazing. And it was so fun to just like hang out. It was like a virtual holiday cooking class. We made apple cinnamon blondies, and then I got so high. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did too, right? Yeah, I ate two of them, and like it, you know, <laughs> shut it down in a really pleasing way. Yeah, yeah. my body became a bathtub. It was Ooh, great. That sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> Blondies. Yeah. For when you bo- when you want your body to become a bathtub. I can do your slogans. <laughs> would buy. <laughs> cool. I um think that it would be really interesting. I mean the cool thing about making weed infused marinara would be that I think the flavor profile of marijuana you would actually really want like a super terpy strain. Yes. You know, like what what is a the... lot of pinene, right? You want something yeah. really earthy very like yeah, herby to complement fresh. the basil that you would want in your marinara yeah so you could go with like a really like powerful um terpy strain you know would you want to use oil that you're sauteing all the veg in or how would you want to yeah infuse it yeah i think i mean it would be great to use olive oil olive oil doesn't retain um as much thc as other infusions so yeah like coconut oil is actually right. better for cooking with i want yeah coconut oil sounds disgusting although they Gross. do add a little bit of sugar sometimes into tomato sauces just to like right. balance out the acidity but there's infused olive oil there are a couple of companies that make incredible infused olive oil i mean so. butter would drop in there because it would gloss it up you mm-hmm. know how you finish a sauce with with a pat of butter yeah why not do both you could use some of the infused olive oil and then finish it with a little weed infused butter do you see Perfect. how I slowly go from furious about your joke to being like, and now we're partners? <laughs> when I'm wrong, 50-50 handshake. <laughs> yeah, right. Marijuana. Mike and Mary Jane's marijuana. <laughs> My name goes first. Yeah, That's exactly. Even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> you mad? You mad? Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about comedy, cooking, cannabis culture, calling shit out, and, and... my awesome ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Glazer, uh, old Mike riding on the coattails Glazer (laughs) has not. That's so funny. I just, listen, who doesn't want it? Who doesn't want a jar of marinara in your pantry for that day when you come home, it's cold out, you bubble it up. You know, do some easy, like, any 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 pasta shape. You can do any pasta shape with marinara. Yeah, well, you make me think about every college meal I had was the um, the spiral twist pasta. Rotini, right? Rotini. Or fusilli? No, no, no. I, fusilli sounds crazy to me. <laughs> what a crazy idea. You, get... you got capicola in your uh, pantry <laughs> over there? I had, like, elbow macaroni and spaghetti. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and, you know, the, the game was always you drain the pasta forever, mm-hmm. you dump the sauce in there, it becomes uh-huh. this weird like watery <laughs> bottom of the tomato sauce that separates from the chunks up top of oh, the totally. prego and you have slap a bunch of a uh, craft oh, uh, the powder cheese mm-hmm. and mix it all up into a paste and heaven. fucking down that fucker heaven heaven yeah. college age heaven yeah and then you taste really good pasta when you get a little older and you're like oh oh, oh i see but i think the versatility of a mara Marijuana. It's hard to say. Um, is is uh, you know, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna end up doing some pop up because now we've met all of these great 
um, not only cannabis chefs, but also just chefs and bakers here in L.A. and around the fucking country this year, especially with all of our interviews. And y'all are going to do a pot up and you're going to do like you're going to you're like almost like Top Chef style where everyone's going to go from station to station dining on your infused or non-infused treats. Hell yes. That's I would have a station go. with meatballs dipped in marinara wanted to serve to Tom Colicchio and Padma. Yeah. Oh my God. What a dream. Jesus Christ. Top Chef. Just take the same font. Flip those first three letters around. You got yourself a new show. Pot Chef. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do a Weed and Grub Food Fest actually because just I mean coming to mind like last week's guest Lindsay Collins F&B Radio on the East Coast here in LA we've got Comfy Pup our friend Michael Walker doing that amazing pop up. It sold out every single. He's done three of them this month and they've all sold out dude's blowing up still dreaming about that tenderloin sandwich Mm -hmm. uh baking with chickens winning pie contests and making glitter cakes and fucking all sorts of amazing stuff um uh who did jams laura ann's jams yes we yeah we've met so many cool people making food and like also we know so many incredible people who are growing great weed and it's kind of a no-brainer let's do a little weed and grub fest when we can again oh yeah well we will Yes. Let's say it that way. I'm tired of this, like, who knows? No, Let's, now you want to shake? I'll yeah, shake I'm on sh- that. Yeah, I'll shake on that. Okay. Damn, nice. It's, it is shooken. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be the guy who walks around hammered, being like, yeah, actually, that's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> No way, man. You're going to be in the corner. There'll be like a VIP lounge with couches and you'll be sitting over there smoking weed and making jokes and being cool and having a great time. That's like true. you do. That's thank you. As you always do. I, li- I, I like my corner, though, being called like the stew. <laughs> and you just have crossed arms and you're like, I hate it. I hate it all. <laughs> Very good ideas, everyone. Good job. Good for you with your yeah. tweets. Good for you. I'm just walking around yelling they're not even jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a joke and now she's rich there's no context speaking of jokes man okay so we are hosting emerge this week everyone who's listening you can still get free tickets um go to emergecanada.com and use the code weedgrubvip come and hang out it's so neat we just had day one it was opened with david crosby giving wow. a keynote uh, closed with a pitch contest for $5 million in funding. I thought we were going to win it. Maybe if they listen to this episode with a little pot up top, top pot chef. Yeah. Yeah, then we'll win that five mil. Listen, Mara Narawana. Mary Jane's Mara Narawana. Oh, I guess Mike and Mary Jane's Mara Narawana. Mike's, Mike's, <laughs> Mike's Mary Narawana. <laughs> she helped. <laughs> It was such a fun, cool day with so much going on. There was a, uh, an amazing seminar on um, pets and wellness with CBD. There was a um, really cool presentation with uh, like cannabis branding with Rama, Rama, homie at the Green Street, who came for everyone in a most wonderful way. Because like, he's, he's right, he's just brilliant and cool, and I'm uh, not came for everyone, but like he was just like spitting. he came for the culture. Yeah, he was spinning some knowledge. It was really fucking cool. Um, yeah, and uh, we got to watch Jason Gann from the show Wilfred, mm-hmm. talk about how he came up with the show and also how he came up with his new weed brand, which is called Wilbur Cannabis. Wilfred. Wilfred, sorry. <laughs> I Wilfred Cannabis, and he um, was saying that it was a joke, just like marijuana. <laughs> he uh, had a friend who was cock-blocked by a dog, and they started riffing, and they came up with Wilfred, and then obviously rocketed to fucking... It's seasons of TV. Yeah. And similarly, they were doing like bong rips at the time, and he loves weed. He's a huge hemp and cannabis advocate, and so he launched Wilfred Cannabis and Wilfred CBD. That's so cool. All at Emerge. Yeah, and he was at Emerge to talk about the launch, and it was so great because he was like, yeah, I mean, these are ideas that were, you know, 
inspired by you know silly fun but i'm very serious about obviously my comedy and my you know creativity and my fucking weed yes damn what a lesson for me (laughs) start with a joke and make it serious yeah start with a joke and don't overthink it Mm -hmm. too you know like the path of least resistance is sometimes paved in gold yeah and also on the on the tip of like weed being serious and not serious we were profiled thank you to the um Clio Awards for including us in the Muse newsletter. And also, thanks for letting us host. Thanks for letting us host. Yeah, fucking everything. Come on, run the jewels as that emerge. Snoop Dogg is going to be cruising around. Um, Fucking burners coming through. Yeah, it's awesome. It's such a fucking cool thing. And And, and we're hosting Clio's. And they, yeah, they well, they interviewed us, and we were like, you know, we're serious about weed, but weed shouldn't be serious, or at least not all the time. There's a balance to strike. I mean, I think that that's like the way that we've got to do. Everything right now is like have a great sense of humor and have a good sense of fun about it while, you know, doing all the things that we still need to do to free pot prisoners and legalize cannabis and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like education and activism. Yes. And also fun and fucking great information that is enjoyable. I would almost flip them, right? Right. I need to have a good time for myself to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. I've never played a video game called How a Bill is Passed. That is true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Make it a song, baby. I wish they would. Well, they did. Exactly. That's my point. It's got to be fun first. (laughs) I was like, you've heard that the school has rock, right, Mike? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't know. I didn't hear that until I came to this country. Schoolhouse rock? Like, I didn't grow up with that. It's not good. It's just old. Oh, it's great because you remember it. Oh. You want to argue about Schoolhouse Rock right now? You want gloves off and you're like, it's stupid. And I'm like, it's awesome. Welcome to the new podcast, The Stew with Mike Glazer. This is where he says no to everything, crosses his arms, and then complains. Life isn't going well, so let's bring it all down with then, The Stew. Mary Jane's over here just being a reasonable bitch. <laughs> Making easy choices that don't hurt anyone. She's Zooming from her house in the Hollywood Hills. The- <laughs> Still- Under marinara Wanna Empire. <laughs> she and her dog Archie have a great life. Boba the cat has his own house in the backyard, and she has an entire fucking fleet of hedgehogs. <laughs> a fleet of hedgehogs. Whatever you call it. Uh, a, a fleet. Passel. A fleet of hedgehogs. A fleet of hedgehogs mm-hmm. is so much better because you deploy them for their cuteness <laughs> across the fucking living room. That's awesome. Oh, jeez. What else is popping besides this fucking lighter and this lake grain? Oh, yeah. How is that? I love this. Did you, have you tried the Bogota Berry? No, I haven't Ooh, tried that one yet. I've this is my nighttime flavor. Ooh. I've been smoking my lemon sour diesel. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that for me, the Bogota berry, I, I need to stop saying the T. I think it's Bogota. I think it's Bogota. Bogota. Bo- Bogota. I think it's pronounced Lac Grad. <laughs> no, I think it's Bogota. Bogota berry? Mm-hmm. Bogota. Either way, it's my favorite one right now because at night, the stress of the holidays is keeping me from shutting my eyes and getting a good night's rest. And so every fucking night, I'm cranking out like a pre-roll of late grade, mm-hmm. about two and a half pounds of popcorn, and a terrible action movie on Netflix. And that balance, like that triumvirate of comfort is ah. helping me you know, get the Z's I need to have a full day the next day. And I'm going to just be straight up. Like, I, I just, I know like... I know that like we have popcorn differences about like what should be on them and how it should all go. But at the end of the day, for me, just garlic, salt, salt, and nutritional yeast on a 
big old bowl of popcorn that is the size of my head that fits inside my belly is the best feeling in the world. Hell yes. I love that. I, uh, I'm not against any of those toppings. I just didn't like it when you put hot sauce. Stop. On, uh, you, it's fine for you. I just wasn't about it from the bowl that I was ha- hoping to have some of. That's all. You are a popcorn segregationist. I will have my own bowl of popcorn. Thank you very much. Deal. (laughs) I just want to shout out this Indica because like, I don't know. Also, the other dope thing about Late Grade is what's it called when you when you create it yourself, when it's a strain that you create? Oh, proprietary strain. Proprietary strain. Right. (laughs) Sharks. What is it called? When you have your pitch meeting for marijuana, do not take me in. I'll be like, yo, sounds good. <laughs> it's, I will definitely, you'll, of course you'll be there. You'll be the one who charms them all in the end. You know, I'll just be the one who has the talking points and you'll like get them all laughing. It'll be perfect. What are you talking about? I'm Gabrus Light. Take him in the room no with you. No way, on. man. You're my guy. <laughs> Thank you very much. This, so tell me about this though, because this is their proprietary. So we've been talking about their lemon sour diesel which is lemon og kush crossed with sour diesel to make right. their sativa their proprietary sativa strain but this is their indica yeah this is their indica dom would you call it an indica top and oh maybe yeah this is their <laughs> indica top hybrid uh-huh. um, which is og kush and blueberry sun grown all natural what i also dig is these uh, natural hemp filter tips yeah all about that so even though like sometimes i eat the um filter kind of like how you eat the stick of a lollipop sometimes oh sure yeah and since these are uh, hemp i feel fine yeah it's good for you uh i just wanted to talk about a couple of the notes of it as well um anime and <laughs> what are you talking about dude i don't know i thought of that joke before we started you it has notes of anime notes and a good an- time oh okay good <laughs> Well, it's a berry. It's a berry strain, so it's got those like deep, sort of blueberry, yummy, nosy bouquet. Yes, and it feels fucking great, right? I love it. I'm I'm enjoying late grade so much. That's and, awesome. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to be a broken record, and then somebody's like, "What's a record?" <laughs> <laughs> cool, right? Yeah, but I, you know, sleep is hard when the holidays come around. I get weird as hell. Yeah, I I've get been... super weird over the holidays, and if I didn't have weed in my life to like balance me the fuck out yeah over the holidays it would be a tough road can i tell you i know that zero people ever in the world want to hear anyone else's dreams but i'm gonna tell you about a dream that i had the other night because it really fucked with me and i was like i think this is purely the stress of this entire goddamn year and obviously family stuff holiday stuff pandemic stuff whatever all the stresses wrapped up into a dream where it was i was inceptioned and i was four levels down (gasps) So I had this nightmare that was really fucked up and scary with this like disembodied hand under the sheets in my bed. Jesus, that's enough. I, I, right? And I woke up out of that into the next level, which was a different kind of What do you mean stressful. woke up out of that? You were still asleep though. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Jesus like, Number one dream, disembodied hand, scary as fuck. Uh-huh. I woke up out of that and then I was in this different... Um, like I was on a train somewhere, like maybe in Spain, and there were all these people around me who were mad at me, and that was crazy. And then I woke up out of that, and I was in New York, and I was like trying to get on the subway, but there were all of these like concrete dividers, and I couldn't find the right entrance, and everyone was pushing past me. And then I woke up out of that, and I was like, okay, brain, we need to f- figure something out. Yes, that so, is too many levels of heinous chaos inside it you. It was a lot. It was four. I was four levels down, and... Um, yeah, I think that tonight I'm going to try some CBD. Actually, I haven't been using... I, I got this amazing CBD tincture that um, I love, and I haven't had it in a while, and they're new 
proprietary blend um, from Care by Design. So I'm going to check that out. And I'll get back to you on my dreams and how I feel. Please. And if you have none, even that sounds like a fucking level up from four levels of I'm still here. It was crazy. Yeah. Dang, Mary Jane. Also, in, in uh, Weed News, I wanted to say we got um, word that Leafly has chosen the strain of the year. Okay. And I just wanted to shout out Runtz. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations, Runtz. I'm going to get uh, a quarter for Christmas. You are? Yeah. Oh, They'll damn. We'll hang out and smoke some runs together. That'll be so dope. Celebrate I thought, the end of the year. Um, I would love to try runs with you, mm-hmm. see what it's all about. Yeah. Um, I would also love to, on the CBD tip, mm-hmm. we should get to our news story this week. Hell yes. That's an awesome fucking way to get into our news story. The Grublet Gazette this week is a story from Marijuana Moment about how CBD oil, bleh, CBD oil on strawberries can extend their shelf life and stop mold growth. That's so cool. So there was this uh, study done at the University of South Florida that found that CBD reduces microbial growth and extends the shelf life of strawberries. You got to slow down those microbials. Yeah. I mean, look out for that microbial load. (laughs) 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 But it's just uh, so neat to think that, you know, yet another amazing function of fucking cannabis would be to work as a natural preservative for fruit. It's so, or anything. Or anything. Fill my, that's what I should fill my bathtub. You want to live forever? Fill your bath with CBD? Yeah, take a (laughs) CBD soak and cover your whole body. Remember when I tweeted, um... Uh, that when I die, confie me. Yes. Yeah. Well, instead, I want you to CBD me. Nice. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> it It's like a really great sort of positive spin on um, CBD being, well, it's not a positive spin. It's just, it's a great fucking news story. I would say positive spin because I think that the back and forth of CBD is that it's fucking snake oil and it's people trying right. to make a shitload of money off of something where there haven't been enough clinical trials and there's not enough... Um, data to back up the claims. And so to have even something like this show the power of not only the plant as a Swiss army knife of life, but also to have scientific information to back up those claims is a huge win for CBD, THC, the whole, all the C's, all the D's, all the B's, all the H's. All the cannabinoids. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's fascinating. I mean, just think, you know, if we're finding this out now about CBD, how many other properties the other cannabinoids in the plant have. And there are so many cannabinoids and so many things that haven't even been researched or identified yet. So there's so little that we know, and it's so cool that they're unlocking some of it now through research. I just love this story. So It's a great story, and I also imagine, just like you firing off a joke that's going to become a billion-dollar empire and you're going to hang out with that person who created Spanx, (laughs) I feel like a scientist spilled his CBD on his strawberries and then was like, "Ah, I'll clean it up tomorrow, and Uh then came back, and they were like more ripe and juicy and luscious than ever, and he had this wonderful, happy accident of discovering something new. Oh, I love that. (laughs) This started out with a lunch accident. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All good science starts with lunch accidents. That's great. Totally. All good podcasts start with lunch accidents. That's how we started. Exactly. We had like a happy accident meeting at a weed event and then we had like a kind of a strategic lunch to like see what was up with the other person and we just like hit it off and here we are. Yeah. True that. (laughs) This makes me want to put CBD on everything. Yeah. Truly. I don't see any reason like if I, you know, you've seen how long I keep food in my fridge. Yeah. Way past. You know, when I was on Worst Cooks and they were like, Mike, you eat things past the expiration date. And I'm like, if you cook it through, everything dies. So with that notion in mind, I, I would be so great if you could CBD 
your leftovers to keep them nice and ready. I think you could, you could just have like a vat of CBD oil sitting on your counter. And when you come home with all of your produce, 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 my Canadian brain just shut down. How wow. Do that it? was crazy. Produce. Produce. But the f- <laughs> fact that like it's so crazy yeah i don't we don't need to get into accent talk my weird yeah sorry that was just such a brain fart because yeah at one time in my life i would have said produce but now i say produce produce (laughs) it's like you're defying your soul produce out of your beak (laughs) sorry it's been a long ass day i'm saying what i'm saying is here's another great idea that i have Mm -hmm. okay you got a vat of cbd oil on your countertop you come home with your produce you get it out of the bag every item you dip into the cbd oil and then put it into your fridge extend the shelf life of everything it's going to be great your fridge is not going to be a mess i love at this all. yeah no there's a drip tray at the bottom that's mm-hmm. all you need um to again incorporate myself within your ideas because they're good uh-huh. <laughs> my pitch is on the side of the vat of cbd yes you either have a target and you make it a dunk tank and you put your produce on a little shelf and throw a garlic bulb at the target and that's how they dunk in. Oh, that's fun. I like gamification. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. So then it's like a CB, uh, D dunk tank, CB dunk tank. Yep. And, uh, or you, um, you also make a, you also make candles or something like that. So it's oh. like a double dunk situation. So it's two bird, one stone. I like that. Cause there are those soy wax candles that melt and then you can make them massage candles. But if you do that with CBD, then that would be a, another great invention that maybe exists. But I'm saying that I came up with it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'm just going to say things like I came up with them and then, you know, hope for the best. I think it's, you're doing really well. <laughs> Thank you. You really are. 61 likes on Twitter. Come on. That's just the start. Well, so, I know. Come on, everyone go over to my Twitter feed and like that joke because man, if I crack a hundred, I'm going to pin it as my tweet and it'll stick in Mike's craw forever. <laughs> <laughs> the stew in the craw. You want to get to our buzz of the week and then our VIB, our very important bud? I do. I do. Cause this story about innovation and CBD oil and all that kind of stuff really ties into our VIB. So let's do buds of the week real quick. Okay. Um, I need to get my phone for one okay. bud of the week. Do you have the other bud of the week locked and loaded or should we stop and then restart and then do buds of the week? Uh, let's stop and restart. Okay. Okay. My bud of the week this week is Brad Bogus. These are two Twitter buds of the week, correct? Yes. They're yeah. both on Twitter. Yeah. So Brad's tweet ter- Twitter. Mm. <laughs> You're in my head, Mary Jane. You're in my head. Produce, produce, <laughs> tweeter, twatter, twatter. <laughs> water. <laughs> Brad Bogus is my boat of the week. He is at Force Ghost Brad, and he's into punk rock, rock climbing, Shakespeare. He's been hanging out with us at Emerge every single time. He's the one who invited everybody underneath the virtual stairs for a smoke sesh, and he is about to become a dad any day now. Maybe as we're recording this, his wife is going to be going into labor, and it's he's such a great person. He's going to be a fantastic dad. The family unit is going to be strong and just want to shout him and everyone out on the pod to officially say congratulations. Yes. And check out our episode with him. Our episode with Brad was one of our favorite episodes ever. Just like a great conversation with a fucking amazing person. He has a beautiful mind. He has a beautiful mind and he's going to be such a cool dad. And I wish he would have like a hundred children. Like, you know, if all dads could be like Brad, Mm -hmm. all Brad's should be like dad. Wait, what? Brad dads? All dads should be like Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your butt of the week this week? My butt of the week is Karina at catcaller, K-H-A-T caller. She replied to a tweet about us um, saying she discovered Weed and Grub recently and that the chemistry that we have can't be replicated. Something special. And I wrote back, do you like Mike or me better? (laughs) 
You're so funny. You're so funny. And I thanked her and I said, do you like Micah B better? And then she said, I would say I'm team Bobo. Wow. So, um, wow. Bobo's got his own fucking supporters. And, Mm -hmm. um, thank you, Catcaller, for being our butt of the week. And you're fucking awesome. And thank you for hanging with us and just being cool and funny and, I don't know. It was just rad. Such a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I would argue that I'm Team Bobo either over either of us as well. I know you're Team Bobo. Yeah. That guy is such a little hobgoblin. He, speaking of weird dreams, that thing, the cr- critter got into bed with me this morning and he was like, so like, his nose was cold, his little toes were cold. He's all like bony and weird and, but I love him so much. He's still, is he still eating his asshole while you try and meditate every morning? <laughs> so loud. Team Bobo, he's he's like he's he's from another dimension. I've never met a cat like him. Yeah, he's I think amazing. that's the thing is like when you're having these dreams on dreams on dreams, and they're mm-hmm. all actually nightmares. Yeah, it's it's like he has his paw on your forehead, and his eyes are rolling back in his head, and he's like gaining strength, almost like drinking virgin blood to live another thousand years. And then Archie is just my battery at my feet, like recharging me with his warmth and love, and and, uh, and butthole, warmth and love in his butthole. Yeah, when a dog puts its butthole on you, it's to recharge them. To recharge them. They're recharging from your energy is what you're saying. That's what I believe. That's the butt the butthole is the USB cable of the dog. <laughs> so at night when I get into bed and Archie curls up at my feet and presses his butt into me, he's recharging from my energy because then I, t- I take from him during the day. During the day, yeah. When you're active and you're in motion and mm-hmm. you're not at rest mm-hmm. yeah he's he's like his his uh his phone percentage is going down and then uh-huh. when you're asleep he po- pops his butthole into you and uh recharges to 100 percent for the next day wow that's i firmly believe that like joke i don't think that's a joke i think that's how dogs recharge their energy okay it's through the butthole mm-hmm. on the human that they are bonded to wow i don't disagree with you yeah. Um, is it time to get to our very important bud on <laughs> oh, that note? You don't think we should keep talking about <laughs> your pets? <laughs> the butthole being the USB of the dog? No. It'd be innovative. That is innovative. Come that on. That is innovative. Roger might dig it. And our VIB this week, our very important bud, is Roger Volodarsky. Roger is the CEO and founder of Puffco. He's been called the Steve Jobs of cannabis. He has created so many incredible products with Puffco, the Puffco Peak, uh, now the Puffco Peak Pro. Pro. Ooh, the Pro. Yeah, it's, it's such an incredible How, electronic. If I rig. co-sign it as hard as I want to, my pencil point will break. Yeah, it's everything you need if you're into concentrates as a novice or as a fucking canister. Like it is amazing, dialed-in experience for everything concentrate related. So you know, it's a beautiful thing to have. A great Christmas gift, actually, if you're thinking of giving someone you love a great. Um, you know, high tech, high, beautiful piece of weed tech. Oh my gosh. Put it on a coffee table. It's a statement piece. Yeah, it yeah. is. It ha- glows beautiful colors. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> I have great. mine set to like rainbow colors. This was a really good conversation. Yeah. Roger's the shit. So uh, without further ado, here's our chat with Roger Volodarsky. Like if we roll right into just actually chatting with you about what you're up to for Weed and Grub, like this whole, you know, idea of innovating and, you know, paying attention to the culture and then coming up with something because of the that sort of, you know, being forced to acknowledge what's around you is, I mean, that's your wheelhouse. Like that's what you do. So how has your fucking year been? 2020 has been 
a weird one. You know, I think being in the cannabis space, we're all very fortunate that like out of all the businesses that shrunk outside of these massive corporations, you know, we've all mostly survived. And most companies I know in the space, the beginning of the year were like struggling and looking for investment to not go broke. And by the end of the year, we're looking for investment to scale because things have gone so well. So I think on the business side, it's, it's been nice. It's been nice to have a business that has been seemingly unaffected by COVID. On a personal level, hasn't been the easiest, just like for most people. And for the same reasons, it wouldn't be easy for most people. I lost my granddad in the beginning of the year. It's what we suspect is COVID. It's just as the conversation was starting in New York about COVID, of like, holy shit, this is happening. It's spreading really fast. So it was before they were even testing everybody that came in. And then shortly after him, my mom got it. Um, my uncle got it. My aunt got it. My cousins got it. Just every person I know in New York wow. seemed to have it. They all got past it. A few of them were dangerously close to, you know, going to a hospital. And we kind of know what, what the likely outcome is when that happens. And something most people in my life don't even know right now is my mom just got COVID for the second time. She oh. just got confirmed last week. Jeez. So between that, not being able to connect with your friends like you once did, um, the beauty of Puffco for me is working side by side with a bunch of people that are all smarter than me and being heavily inspired by these conversations we have. It's not gone, but it's been greatly reduced. And so it's a year that, passed by very quickly that was filled with pain and i think a bit of luck for us as a company by just not tanking like the restaurant industry did or the travel industry did um but a very complicated year like for most people consider myself luckier than most my grandfather was the uh, i think he was 95 or 96 year old world war ii vet i mean he was he was ready to go so that wasn't as hard for us as it would have been to potentially have lost my mom or my uncle or anyone else. And that makes me very fortunate. You know, like I think, I think people, a lot of people are starting to know somebody that has lost someone close to them, if not being one of those people themselves. So just grateful to be here, be alive, still have the people I love in my life and looking for the days where we can all return to love and connection and, and having the sanity whatever sanity we were able to have walking into 2020, which wasn't much after the past few years, looking forward to at least going back to that when this is over. No doubt. Also, so sorry to hear so how hard your family got hit by this pandemic. That's woof. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's the story of the New Yorker and, and you know, that's the story of the American, like anybody that hears that and is like, Oh, Oh shit, dude, that's bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's normal in New York and that's going to be normal everywhere. I mean, I'm seeing videos pop up on social media of, you know, people that were, let's not call them anti-maskers, but lack trust in the government and everything they've been instructed to do to protect others. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to see videos pop up of them being like, oh my God, my uncle is sick. My dad is sick. My mom is sick. Everybody's in the hospital. I think the past four years, we, were, we had so, so many reasons to not trust our government period you know any 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 time period we can think of they have failed us time and time and time again but especially the past few years 
it's become a real shit show. So when the government is telling you, hey, there's this thing coming out, I mean, think back to 9-11, right? With the Patriot Act, they used this horrific thing to take control over people that was borderline unconstitutional, if not unconstitutional. And and they rolled out the TSA scanners, like they had them just in a warehouse ready to roll. And they just like upped the agenda a bit to get those things in. You know, it was like, where did these come from? And how did you already have them for this type and, of situation? And that's real, that happened. Yeah. That's like a, a conspiracy for some people, but that happened. So I'm, I'm doing my best to have empathy. Mm -hmm. for these conspiracy theorists that are saying these wild things that are putting their fellow Americans at risk. But I can at least understand that they don't trust the government, that they're hearing one thing at one point and another thing at another point. Mm -hmm. And it just makes, I mean, here Gavin Newsom in California is going and saying, you need to stay at home and then going out for a fancy dinner that same night. It's heartbreaking. And I think all of the people that haven't been careful that don't trust the government, that assume that this is just more bullshit and more fear-mongering, I think they're starting to see, holy shit, this is real. This is going to affect us. And there's nobody here to pull us out of the water. And so that's, you know, I know this is reading up and we're usually joking and I try to be inspirational um, when I do podcasts, but that's what's on my mind now is we're all going to share the same trauma leaving 2020 and entering 2021 and my hope is that when this is all over we can kind of all look at each other and say listen we're all we've got if we're not protecting each other if we're not fighting for each other's rights our government is not going to step in and help us we're we're going to get what we fight for and not a drop less so that's my hope that all this trauma and death and disruption that we're going through is going to create the glue that bonds us together in the future. That's, that's my hope, or at least what I choose to believe, to just not sit here miserable all day. Have you experienced the schisms in the weed community that have been sowed by so much political division and also like the crazy regulations that have just like driven a real hard stake into the heart of, you know, getting online as a legal business, all that kind of stuff. Have you seen, are you seeing people come together? Are you seeing people driven apart by what's going on? How's, how's your experience of the, of the cannabis community right now? The cannabis community is an interesting one. I, I actually have been very bitter towards some of the people that we've called leaders in the space. I, I won't mention them uh, by name, but there's people out there that are pushing anti-masker propaganda and COVID is fake. And at first I got it. At first I get how people in our community can look at what the government is saying and say bullshit because our entire community is based on a plant that has been weaponized as a tool of oppression for as long as almost all of us have been around. Yeah. So I can understand like the distrust in government of like, I hear you, you're saying this, but I think you're just trying to push your own agenda. But after months of it, after seeing people get COVID and in their comments or other leaders being like, they're just trying to brainwash you, man. It's, and these are leaders. These are not um, people that just exist in the space. These are thought leaders that people turn to, to see what their perspective should be of the cannabis industry and look, uh, acquire that perspective by looking through these leaders lens um i was really frustrated and there's actually something that happened that in the past week or so that kind of changed my perspective i'm not sure if you're familiar with him um but have you guys heard of the the ceo of zappos tony shea you've heard, yes. heard of that name before 
So Tony Shea died last week. Um, I read it's my almost hard for like getting emotional talking about it. I don't know this dude personally, but um, I read the book Delivering Happiness just before I started Puffco. Wait, he I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt before you dive in, but he created Life is Beautiful, I believe, which is this huge Vegas festival. He was a big funder of a it. A funder yeah, of through it. Through Zappos, okay. which was a Vegas-based um, company. Yes. Yeah. Make, makes sense. He was, very, he was very focused on creating communities, and he was very focused on doing that in Vegas specifically. That's where his business was. I took, I think at the beginning of this year, uh, like a little class at Zappos with some of my leaders. Like, I just, I love that he put employees and the happiness and well-being of everybody around him first and was community-focused and as a person who certainly is a capitalist, I guess, but doesn't see the world through the lens of money, but through the lens of experience and people, he made the way I see the world seem normal and was probably one of the only people who helped me with that early on. So he ended up passing um, last week. He was in a house fire and um, he didn't survive after he made it out of the fire, but then he died from issues relating to the fire a week later. And then I found out a few days ago watching a news program that he had fallen very heavily into disassociatives. And um, the disassociative that I know that's most popular amongst people that I've met and know in the industry is ketamine. And I believe that was one of them. I believe it was ketamine and potentially nitrous oxides, just like gas, NOS, like the thing you make whippets out of, yep. um, which I'm unfamiliar with. I've actually never had that outside of a dentist because it seems kind of kind of crazy. Uh-huh. But he had fallen into it and he believed that he saw some deeper meaning to life and apparently was lowering the oxygen levels in his home and depriving himself of food. And it's kind of like a common thing that I've seen with ketamine users is they believe that they're privy to an understanding about life and physics and the human experience that others aren't. And I think there's probably something beautiful in that in light doses. Um, Ketamine is another drug I just don't have a lot of personal experience with. I've tried it twice in my life when I was much, much, much younger. Um, I don't even remember what the feeling was like. but I think that's the same cocktail that some of these cannabis leaders are on. Mm. And it seems to me like they're having a hard time coping with what's going on in the world. And so leading up to Tony Shea's death, honestly, I was on my fuck these people shit. I don't care what you're going through. You have a platform and you're using that platform to stoke fear and divide people and make sure that people out there aren't trusting their government, they aren't trusting their fellow Americans, they aren't paying a basic respect to others by just wearing a mask in public. For God's sakes, you have to put on a shirt when you leave the house. (laughs) But after Tony Shea died, I started thinking, fuck, these people are going through it. And I don't, I'm not forgiving them for using their platform to make it tougher to bind together during this time. I'm still very frustrated with them. But I I think after seeing Tony Shea die, I understand that these are humans and they're coping however they can. And they just happen to be humans that are coping poorly, who happen to have a platform to kind of express how poorly they're coping with things. So, so well put. I have really tried to find ways to kind of tether myself to reality and a big one of those has been 
pouring myself into work to a point where I kind of forget about the world, but I also have no healthy work-life balance. But then I tell myself, well, there is no life balance right now. So (laughs) fuck it. Like, Mm -hmm. what's the difference? And it helped to a degree. And then I got, you know, burnt out on that mode. So I've really been trying to like, you know, try as many different ways to swim as possible this whole year. Were you able to find a balance or did you just pour yourself into the peak pro and call it a year? Like, how did you, how have you grappled with this? I mean, poorly at first, like when my grandfather went through it. I mean, the last time I saw my grandfather, I kind of knew it was going to be the last time I saw him. He was like heavily relaying to me, like, listen, man, I'm, I'm ready to go. Your grandma's gone. There's not much left for me. 96 years. Like I've seen it. I'm good. So that was, you know, not the hardest to get through because I got to see my goodbyes in 2019. It's such a great run, man. Sorry, but like that's such a great run. <laughs> yeah, through through a Jewish guy fighting in World War II with the Russians against the Nazis, tattooed Nikolai on his arm. So if the Nazis captured him, they wouldn't throw, throw him into the Jewish internment camps. Like the guy... The guy just lived a crazy, crazy wild life. Like spent three years in a Russian prison for selling cigarettes. Was just, just wild. Wild what he went through. Definitely had a good run. But when it got to my mom, that's when it fucked me up. Like I wasn't ready to deal with that. And I handled it poorly. I was mean in company meetings. I became obsessive about distributing masks to hospitals. We had distributed, I believe, 100,000 masks to places that couldn't get them. Mm. And that's a good thing to do that, right? But I was insane about it. I was trying to regain a sense of control over my life that was impossible to get. I could save every person in the world, but I might not be able to save my mom. And even saying that now, it's just so heavy and hard and it's just tough to process. And I had the whole year to deal with that. I had my friends and coworkers pull me after and be like, hey man, I'm glad you're going through this now, but the intensity of what we were going through when this first hit your life, it's not okay. We're all also going through this. And so it, it, it was very challenging to go through these failures of leadership, <clears throat> of friendship, and come out on the other side of that not wanting to be that again and i'm just very grateful that i have a lot of people in my life that hold me accountable so instead of just letting me spiral down and fail they'll pull me and be like hey you could do better right now and i live off of that so now things are better now my mom has it for the second time i'm not losing my mind i'm fairly confident she'll make it through it um (laughs) fairly confident um but yeah, I, I, I feel like I can handle it better now because this has become our new normal. Yeah. Because there's only so many days you can have breakdowns. And my cheat code is attention. It's just, you have to control your attention. Those first few days, I'm sure you guys can relate, like those first few days of lockdown, it felt like you're watching a plane about to smash into your building in slow motion and you mm-hmm. can't run away. And you're just panicked, watching endlessly as this thing is coming near you and you can't do anything about it. And it broke me. Like, I just, I've never dealt with anything like this. We're privileged as Americans. My grandfather grew up ready for war, ready for bombs, ready for hunger, ready for government failure. We 
especially as privileged white people, have just not experienced that as much as others have in their lives. So when this thing comes, there's no previous life experience that has made me ready to deal with the emotions I'm about to experience. So today is much easier than that because this is the new normal. And so I'm become better at cooking. I'm never cooked in my life. Like I ordered takeout every single day before COVID. And now I'm like the biggest Trader Joe's fan in the world. I'm much more, even though I've put on weight, I'm working out five days a week now. I am doing everything I can to invest in myself, but most importantly, control my attention. If I'm sitting there idle with nothing to focus on, my head is naturally going to go to the bad places. And so when there's nothing else left, I'll usually just open up TikTok. Yo, hell yes. <laughs> oh, there's a recipe for garlic confit. Never heard of that before. But I'm going to make apparently four buckets of it <laughs> because there's nothing else to do now. That's so so like, I'm like making jars for friends now as if they can't just make it themselves really easily. But that's, that's kind of how I survive, man. I'm human, you know? Like anybody listening to this, like, if anybody seems to have their shit together online or rather on social media, like that person is either a sociopath or lying. We've mm -hmm. all been through it. We've all struggled. Any person who has any semblance of empathy has had the worst year of their lives to see everything going on, to know that one out of four kids is having a hunger issue right now, to know that the entire food service industry is pretty much going jobless. There are restaurants that won't reopen. There are kids that are losing the formative years of their lives, not just not going to school, but getting no structural support of how they're supposed to get through this and stay connected. It is really hard to be somebody who looks at another human and feels for the pain they experience. And so if you're listening to this and you're going through that, congratulations, you can leave knowing that you are one of the good ones that in a time where there was a big national lack of empathy, you were one of the people who wasn't falling short on others' expectations. And that keeps me sane. Every day, I just kind of think of like, I'm going to have to retell the story of what I did during this time, 10, 20 years from now. And I want that story to be good. Even if it includes failures and mental breakdowns and tears and pushing others away and fear and all that stuff. I still want to know when they said, what did you do? It's try to stay sane and try to help others. And make garlic confit. Yeah. And make buckets <laughs> of garlic confit. <laughs> make buckets of garlic. I'll say, let me tell you this story over a little recipe I learned 20 years ago. <laughs> Put this garlic in the oven for the better part of a day. <laughs> Cook. I love this. I can already see like the, you know, the lifetime story uh, about you. And that's how it starts is like you opening up the oven to put in the garlic and sitting down to, for the fireside chat. That's awesome. There was once an app called TikTok. People, <laughs> people wasted hours of their lives watching children dance and mediocre recipes. <laughs> that's how this started. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, as we as we wrap up, I, there's one thing I just one comment I want to say, and then one big question for you that I have. The comment is going back to leaders in our industry, and I think especially hearing you talk about this year right now for me, 
it makes me realize one why I look up to and like Puffco so much, and also why you as someone I consider a leader in this industry are so important. And it's because your agenda is comes across to me as someone like your agenda is to be yourself and be honest and allow leading by example to be why Puffco is a success, why you're a success and what is most important. I just don't get a feeling of an agenda from you. And it's fucking refreshing, man. You're like work speaks for itself in a way that a lot of other people may not have the confidence to do. I mean, I, I feel very fortunate to do what I love and be unapologetically myself. And that really happened around the time of George Floyd's death, where I just decided I'm not going to bite my lip anymore. I'm not going to sit here and not say the things that I want to say for the sake of not becoming disruptive or um, not losing any sales. I just decided I think I'm well-intentioned. And if that means that I can't do what I love, I would rather be well-intentioned and live an honorable life and speak my truth to reality than sit there and hide for the sake of a dollar. And so for me, does Puffco have an agenda? Yeah, absolutely. We want to turn, we don't just want to turn on as many people to being cannabis users. We want to create an industry of connoisseurs. That's like our agenda of what we're trying to create. But the path there isn't defined. There's not like a, all right, here's how we control their minds. We just want to do what we love. We want to have an inclusive community. We want to be challenged by everybody around us because we're assuming that tomorrow's version of us is going to be better than today's version of us. And we just get to live a life where we do what we love. And to me, that's winning a lot of. You can win all the money in the world, but that can't give you fulfillment. To love something and to love a group of people and be loved back by them and your collective efforts. That's the lotto. It's beyond the lotto. There's nothing more I can ask for in life. When people say, where do you see yourself in five years? My answer is hopefully doing the same thing. There's nothing else I desire. It's just more of this, please. So if it reads that way, it makes me happy. It's why I do the lives. I just want people to know there's nothing here we're trying to sell you on. We're just trying to create a community of love and passion and respect and just know that as a collective, we're stronger together. And the hardest part of that is we all have to agree to the same reality. We all have to define what empathy is and what it means to support people around you. And if we don't, we can't really move forward. So it's part of why I'm as outspoken as I am is I just want us to all see the same prize. And to me, that prize is, is actually human rights. <laughs> like yeah. we can all just agree to that, that, and human rights isn't real, right? Like that's a construct. The universe doesn't care about human rights. The earth doesn't care about human rights. I mean, it, we could die at any moment for any random thing. We can be in a, a bear attack. Bears don't care about human rights. It's something we afford ourselves, something that we guarantee to each other. I will protect you from things that shouldn't hurt you. That's it. It's really just that basic. And as a community whose single lying thread amongst each other is oppression, like that's the thing that we all know. We all know what it's like to have our buttholes pucker when a cop gets behind us, at least us East Coasters and not Californians. Seems like Californians don't give a shit at all. Um, (laughs) 
But we all know what it's like to have people think you're a drug addict or to have your parents think you're a failure. We, we all have experienced a similar trauma. And if we can bind together through this trauma and promise each other that we're not going to let it happen to each other anymore or anyone that comes after us, I mean, that's the life's work. That's what I'm chasing. And I don't know any other way to achieve it except for using my platform to speak my truth to reality. So that's just what I do every day. Thank you.